Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. We're at Matthew chapter 18. We'll start in the first verse. So we read this last Sunday morning. And at that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Then Jesus called a little child to him and set him in the midst of them and said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is, great, is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. You know, we said uh, last Sunday, uh, kind of a quick recap, you know, the things that the Lord's been doing around here, you know, we're on a journey. And um, we're moving somewhere. We're going along. And, and I said it this morning, you know, where we go, we go together. It's something the Lord's been very clear to me about, um, that it's important that we, we make sure we stay on pace with one another. You know, that's part of our job as believers and church members is to be encouraging one another, to, 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 to get on board with what God's doing and then come along with us as we go. You know, no, uh, no body in the natural, no, no you know, human anatomy can go can go two different places at the same time. If you do, there's problems there, right? So you, you want to go together where you go. And, uh, you know, it's important for us as, as a local body that we are, like I said, encouraging one another and um, uh, pushing each other forward. You know, your testimony, what the Lord is doing for you, will, uh, will encourage somebody else to step out and begin to trust God and, and to, to take some steps forward. Amen. And so talk about those things. Be open to share those things with each other. That's, it's a blessing. It's an encouragement to your pastors, and it's an encouragement to one another to, to hear the things that the Lord is doing in your life. Amen? And uh, so, you know, the Lord is doing some things, and, and He's uh, moving us forward, and we're, we're uh, beginning to see some things happen. And, and uh, there's just great expectancy, like I said, in the, in, the, in the realm of the Spirit, what God wants to do. And we want to make sure that we uh, uh, not just start, but we finish. What God is asking us to do, right? We don't want to just start. We want to finish those things. And um, uh, last Sunday, uh, something that the Lord had put, my, put on my heart to talk about, uh, the heart of a child and some things that are important in order for, in order for us to continue moving forward, uh, some things that we need to make sure that um, uh, uh, we're keeping in front of us. And I want to look at a couple of these tonight. I'm not going to go real long, but I want to look at a couple of these. There's a couple others that I don't want to get into until later. But um, uh, I want to read this scripture to you out of the Amplified Bible, these, these sets of scriptures. Uh, in uh, the Amplified, it says, at, the time, at that time, the disciples came up and asked Jesus, Who then really is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And he called a little child to himself and put him in the midst of them and said, Truly I say to you, unless you repent, change, turn around, and become like little children, trusting, lowly, loving, forgiving, you can never enter the kingdom of heaven at all. Whoever will humble himself, therefore, and become like this little, trusting, lowly, loving, and forgiving, this child, is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And so we started looking at these, um, uh, these four attributes that Jesus uh, uh, brought out when speaking of children. And um, we, re- we talked last Sunday about uh, trusting, the importance of being trusting, trusting the Lord. You know, it is vital. Are you out here tonight? Amen. It's a, it's a vital thing. You know, we brought up on the feeding of the 5,000. It was a child who stepped forward, a boy, a young boy stepped forward with what he had uh, to offer those things and uh, to, for the miracle to be done. The, Jesus had given the disciples uh, the command to feed these folks, and, and they were limited by what they could see. 
They were limited by the numbers. They were limited by the resources they knew they had on hand. Surely some of them had something to eat, but they, they were limited by that. And, you know, uh, the things we see in the natural are going to try to limit us. You know, the enemy does things the way he does things so that believers will stop at the sight test first. They'll see something and realize that in and of themselves there's nothing they can do and just stop right there. But how do you know we're not limited by what we can do in and of ourselves? We, we've got more than that. Jesus never approached anything based upon his own natural resources. He never approached anything based on what he had on hand. He didn't look at anything that way. He always saw things through the eyes of what's possible and the eyes of a limitless God. He always looked at everything that way. You know, and there are no limitations really to our walk and what the Lord has asked us to walk to do. It's going to be a supernatural walk. You realize that what the Lord wants to accomplish here, what he wants to accomplish in your life, it's going to be supernatural. What does it mean? It's going to be above and beyond what we can do in and of ourselves. That's the way God is a, he is a supernatural being. He is, he's not human. He's not, he's not a man. He's not like you or I. He's not limited by the things we're limited by in the natural. And so if we're going to do his run, the race he's set before us and do the things that he's ordained us to do, we're going to have to do it the way he would do it. We cannot do it the way we would do it. It's not possible. The church as a whole, uh, we've become, I say the church, not just here, not here, but just in general, we've become masters of doing things that don't work. Right? We've, been, we've become masters of plans and strategies and ideas. How many, how many of you realize that the church is not corporate America? Right? It's not a corporation. It's not a business. Uh, uh, it's, it's none of those things. It's not a government. Uh, you know, and trying to do things the way that businesses do things, do things the way that a government would do things. If we start, that, all that is is really is limiting God. It's limiting God to what we can do. He said, we know this, that his ways are not our ways. Right? And as far, far as the heavens are above the earth, so are his ways above our ways. I mean, the, the, it's not even close. And so we've got to get to the place where we uh, don't look at things just the way that we've always looked at them or the way that they've always been, but begin to approach things from a new perspective. Right? From a new perspective. That's why it's important to renew your mind. Because if you get into the Word of God, there, are, there is a new perspective in the Word that you will find nowhere else. You're not going to find it in anything else. There, there is a different way of looking at things and a different expectation. There's a, the, I like the Amplified uh, of the Bible. It says that uh, renewing your mind with its new ideals and new attitude. There is a different attitude that you'll find in the Word that you're not going to find anywhere else. Right? There's just a different way of looking at things. You're not going to find it anywhere else. And so it's vital that we begin to renew our minds and not limit God. You know, God will do what he can do through us, but if we put a cap on it, then, then we've limited what he's able to do, right? I mean, he's wanting, there, there's so many things he's wanting to do that we just have to take the limitations off of him, right? Go over to Isaiah 54. This is uh, Steve Morgan's uh, professed favorite scripture in the world. It's a good one. Uh, Isaiah, the 54th chapter. I know this is one that most of you know, but I want to read it again. This is, um, uh, you can take this tonight as God speaking to you. <laughs> And, you know, the Lord really wants to challenge us. He wants, he wants you to be challenged tonight by how you're looking at things, not only in your own personal life and what applies to you. Remember this morning we talked about not being self, self-centered on, on your, your, uh, uh, your spiritual energy that you're putting out there, right? You're exercising of your faith. Not all just about you. 
But he wants you to challenge uh, uh, the status quo in your own life. Yeah, it's so easy to just look at things the way that grandma, it's always been as long as you've known, and this is what grandma always said, and this is what mom and dad had. You know, God wants you to do, have, have more and go further than that, right? He wants you to experience more than that, right? And uh, so in your personal life, God wants us to be challenged, and, and he wants us to be like little children personally, where we take off the limitations, right? Where we take off the boundaries of what God can do, but then as a church, take off the boundaries, you know, we, we, we really don't have a lot of modern-day examples of churches that are uh, uh, really moving in the power of God the way that we see in the book of Acts. We don't really have, we don't have a lot of modern examples of that. We, we don't have a lot of examples really uh, since the book of Acts. We have some that have moved like that. But just because we don't have examples of others necessarily that we've seen, maybe one or two are here. Of course, if you have any, you know that you can have it as well. Right for what one has got, what for what God has done for one, He'll surely do for another, and so we know we can't have it. And plus, we have it in His Word, so we know it applies to us. But we need to take the limitations off, off, off what God can do here. You know, when you come in every single week, the expectation, your, your, how you're trusting in the Lord for that service has a, has a huge impact on what God does in that service. Right. I mean, if you came in tonight only expecting to sing a few songs and, and hear, a, hear a message and, and then, you know, get to McDonald's as soon as it's over, well, then, you know, that'll be, that'll be the, 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 the extent of what you get, right? But, you know, if you, have, if you come into, and, and this is something I know we all know this, but it's important, we, we, just because we know things doesn't mean we always do it, right? <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's important when we come in to be open, not, not come in with an agenda, but be open to what God wants to do and not put a limitation on what he can do. You know, I'm looking forward to the times we come in and, and my pastor, Pastor Angela, myself, whoever, have got a good message prepared, you know, uh, something ready, from, you know, that, that's by the Holy Ghost, ready for the night. But people come in and they're just so hungry, they just want to love on God and just open to what he ever wants, whatever that he wants to do, that, that the, the Lord just changes what he's doing. And goes a different direction, you know. And so let's say every person that walked in the door that night with any kind of symptom at all was instantly healed at the same moment. Right? I mean, just instantly healed at the same moment. And anybody that, that had any kind of a question, they came in that night, had, you know, had some sort of question on their, on their heart or needed direction some area, just by the Holy Ghost, just supernatural by the Holy Ghost, just had a knowing and clear understanding on the inside exactly what they needed to do and exactly how to go about it, right? Every person had a question that came in with a question that night and would leave with a, with a total, complete answer that evening, right? Or, or, or even come in and people actually would, would, would begin to see into the realm of the Spirit, Right? I mean, yeah, we can have things happen that, that uh, in our services that can be entirely different, but if we only expect certain things, we'll just get certain things. We're all guilty of that, right? We're all guilty of that. When you, when you, when you sit down to pray, if you're only expecting just, um, you know, just a normal prayer session, well, then you're, 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 if you're not open to what God wants to do, then you're, you shut the door on those things. There's more that God wants to do. There's more that God wants to do. And, um, you know, we need to, to trust him and open our expectation. It says here in Isaiah 54, it says, Enlarge, verse 2, enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out uh, the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. When you spare something, it means you're holding something back, right? He says here, don't hold anything back. 
Don't hold anything back, but lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes, for you shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. I like what the, the Message Bible says. It says, clear lots of ground for your tents. Make your tents large, spread out, think big. Use plenty of rope, dive, or drive the tent pegs deep. You're going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family. You're going to take over the whole, over whole nations. You're going to settle abandoned cities. So he was telling them to think big, think large. Lord, the, the, the Lord wants us to get to the place where, where our perspective is large, right? And anything he begins to talk to you about, instead of questioning, is it possible? We question, the only thing is we question, what do I need to do to get in line with that? That's the only question we have is, how do I need to adjust, right? What do I need to do get to get on board? And so if we'll begin to do that, God will, uh, he, he, will uh, he will accommodate us. Amen. You know, I, I, I look forward to having times we come together where I don't have to minister. Pastor doesn't have to minister. Suddenly the Holy Ghost gets all over Joby and he just has something but fresh from the Holy Ghost right there. Well, see, if we're going to want that to happen, then you've got to be open to God using you, <laughs> right? I mean, you know, and if we start praying for these things, he'll start giving you stuff, right? He'll start giving you things. We ought to expect that. Amen. You know, and, and it's important that we expand, like I said, expand the things that, that uh, we've been believing for. And like a child, just take God at his word. Go over to me, with me to Mark uh, the... Um, uh, 16th chapter, if I can get there, yeah, Mark chapter 16, I made reference to this this morning, and, and uh, you know, this is still something that, that uh, uh, I believe is for us. You know, signs, wonders, and miracles are not for believers. I don't know if you know that or not, they're, they're not really for believers. They're fun, they're things that we enjoy, but they're really not for us. Why? Because we're already believers, I mean, you know, Jesus said, if you don't believe me for my word's sake, believe me for the thing that my work's sake, the things that I do, right? They were advertisements. <laughs> Are you out there? I mean, they were advertisements. And so, you know, the world needs to see the, world needs to see the advertisements and the, the examples of a real living God. He needs to see that, right? But, you know, we, we, we've got to be comfortable with these things ourselves and and. And not questioning these things ourselves if we're going to be able to, to minister those things out there, right? And we have to do that. But, you know, signs, wonders, and miracles, they're great. and we, we do have them around here. But, you know, I believe that we'll have more. There'll be more out there than there will be in here. There should be more out there than there are out here, in here. You know, we come together for church. Church is a time to, to, to get, uh, it's, like, it's like going to when you're on a, on a, on a uh, if, well, the example of running a race. If you're in a race or, or on a, an athletic team, a relay team or something, you have a trainer, right? And when you go to the trainer, what does the trainer do? You might, during the middle of the race, you might go see the trainer. What do they do? They help stretch you out, right? Or they, or they give you fluids or whatever you need to help you run. They, they, they're there to, 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 strengthen you, you know, whatever it is you need to be successful out there, that's what they do. Well, that's what the church is all about. It's here to, we're, it's here to get refreshment, to get strengthened, to get stretched out in some areas. Maybe we've gotten, we've gotten a little tight in one area, our hammies have gotten tight. We'll stretch those things out. Why? So we can run better. And, but, but, you know, the race is out there. The race is out there. 
You know, the race is where you work. The race is in the neighborhood where you live. That's where it's at. You know, if, if, we can, if, if the church will ever get a hold of the fact that they are the answer, God wants to use them and is, is just looking for an opportunity to do so, and somebody will just trust God enough to take God at his word, I tell you, you'll, you will see people's lives changed. When people come in contact with the power of God and a real God who loves them, I tell you, you, you can't hold back. You, you know, you, you, it forces you to make a decision. It puts you in a position where you have to make a decision. And, you know, there'll be some that will, that will, that will decide wrongly, but there'll be a whole lot of people that will make the right decision. I mean, all of us here tonight, we're here because we experience the love of God, right? That's why we're here. At some point, we experience God's love in our life. However that was manifest, we experienced that. And what happened? You then responded to it. You responded to that. Well, the same thing that, that people who come in contact with work or at, uh, in the neighborhood, they're looking for an opportunity to experience God. And God's looking for an opportunity to give them something to experience. But he needs us. Well, we've got to trust God. This scripture here, it says, he said to them, go into all the world, verse 15, Mark uh, 16, 15, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Every creature is qualified. Every person is qualified to hear the gospel. Amen. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, and he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. Did it say these signs might follow? Follow. What did, it, what did it say? These signs will what? They will follow. That is, that is a guaranteed fact. He's making a promise, isn't he? He's making a promise that these signs will follow those who believe. It says, in my name they will cast out demons. In my name they will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. What are we talking about? The, the heart of a child, that is simple trust. Just simply trusting what you're told. Trusting the things that you're told. You, you, you evaluate the source. Is this someone that I can believe, right? Well, we know we can believe our Heavenly Father. And then just taking him at his word. It says here that believers will do these things in his name. Well, what does that mean to us? When you are obedient to respond to the prompting of the Spirit, and you come across somebody who's demon-possessed, if you will address that thing, that demon will listen to you and leave. If just like, you know, I like the fact that he put in here speaking with new tongues. We're a spirit-filled church. How difficult is it to speak in other tongues? It's not hard at all. Now, the first time maybe a person spoke in other tongues, it was a little difficult, wasn't it? Had some, maybe some reservations. Maybe they, they didn't know what to, you know, maybe, maybe you, you know, had a, a little bit of a hard time yielding to that. And we have a lot of people that come up for prayer, and, 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 and they're not saying anything. Well, you know, if you ask the Lord to be baptized with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, you know you have it, right? I mean, whatever you ask, you know he's going to give it to you. He's not going to give you something weird. He's going to give you what you ask for. Well, then people don't, sometimes they don't, they're not, they don't speak in other tongues. Nothing happens. They just kind of stand there. Well, there, there's a trust factor there. But you've got to be bold to step out. We tell people, you know, that's fine. Just go home. Get in the car on your way home. When you get home, go in somewhere by yourself so nobody can listen to you. And just throw caution to the wind. And that's something we say. Just throw caution to the wind and just open your mouth 
And whatever comes up on the inside of it, just speak those things out. It's really simple, right? But, you know, once, once you do that, you, you, you actually trust God and respond. There's a, there's a God side, but then there's an our side. You do your side, then the, then the words are right there. And so after you've, you've done it once, it's not hard to do it a second time. That's why when somebody comes up and we pray for them to be filled with the Holy Ghost, uh, pastor will have them pray, and then he'll have them stop. Just so he can show them that you can start up again. Yeah, that, that's so basic, that, but it, it's, that's an important thing to know that you can do this whenever you decide to do it. How do you realize speaking in other tongues is supernatural? It's not natural. It is supernatural. Have you ever tried to just say words that just make up things? Just, to, just, and just, just trying to make something up on yourself and how weird it feels? And how there's no flow to it. There's no grace there. Anybody ever done that before? People are like, yeah, yeah, you know. I'm sure probably a lot of people have done that. Well, when you're actually yielding to the Holy Ghost, it is a supernatural. It's not just coming out of your head. It's coming out of your heart by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. It's coming by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. And it's supernatural. How difficult is it? It's really not that difficult. It's just a matter of simply trusting God that when you open your mouth, He's going to supply the words. I love the fact that he put speaking in other tongues in this list because we elevate casting out demons and laying hands on the sick, right? Of course, the, the drinking any deadly thing, you know, we, we don't want to talk about that. But, you know, uh, we elevate the casting out devils and laying hands on the sick as though it's something that's really supernatural. Speaking in tongues, we've all done that around here. And that's, that's, that's supernatural, but, but that's a lesser grade supernatural. No, it's in the same list. In fact, he didn't even list it first. He listed it second, and they're all mixed in there together. That just tells me that God's not concerned. He's not, he's not thinking one is more difficult than another. To him, they're all the same. Well, when we, we don't have a hard time praying in other tongues because you trust God. You understand that they, how these things work, and you trust God that anytime you need to pray, you just open your mouth, and there it is, Right? How many realize casting out devils, laying hands on the sick is no different? It's no different than speaking in other tongues. It's supernatural, but it's, it's no different. It's the same thing. In God's eyes, it's the same thing. It's only different in our eyes. And because we look at it different, we judge it different. That's why we get different results. Amen. You know, if you will just simply take God at his word, trust God. Remember, signs, wonders, and miracles. Yes, we enjoy those things, but it's advertisement to the world. And most, we don't have visitors here tonight. We don't have visitors here tonight. But, you know, uh, uh, you're going to run into people, I guarantee, tomorrow who need to see a sign and a wonder, some, some legitimate proof from heaven that God loves them, right? And that he's there to meet their needs. They need that. Well, that's why you're there is to give that example. We need some trust. Be like little kids and just simply trust God. You know, this is something, you know, I know, like I said this morning, I talked a lot about this in the, uh, a couple years ago. And... Um, it's just something that, that uh, uh, was, was big on my heart at the time. It's still big on my heart. And, um, you know, the Lord had been dealing with me about just taking him at his word and just doing it. I have found this interesting thing. It's so easy to get a, a, a non-believer healed. It is so easy. In fact, um, there, there's one thing that affected it. 
But, but, and that's something the Lord dealt with me about pretty quickly, but, but I have almost 100% success rate out in public just praying for people. And that has nothing to do with me, because to be honest with you, it's not something that's comfortable to me. In and of myself, I realize there's nothing that I can't do it, right? You know, listen, the Lord's going to always ask you to do something that's more, like I said, this is a supernatural deal. He's going to push you to step out beyond yourself, I mean, Brother Tim, you know, you've been in the mission field. You know that if you're going to yield to the Holy Ghost, you've got to realize that God will back you up, right? And so, you know, praying for people, I, I've, you know, wherever, here, there, you know, praying for people, laying hands on people, um, uh, you know, God is faithful to his word. It's not my job to heal them. It's his job to do it. I mean, it's his power, but it is my job to take him at his word and lay hands on them. Right? I mean, without laying hands on them, if you don't cast the devil out of somebody, it's not going to come out of them. Now, of course, we know if a person wants to be demon-possessed, there's nothing you can do about that. But if you can get them open to it, if you can get them open to the fact that they could be healed or or be delivered, then if they're open to it, God's going to come through. He's going to do it. But you got to do your part. You have to do your part. Well, what keeps us from doing our part is really we don't trust God. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, why, why, why didn't I for so long? Because I really didn't trust God. Can we be real? I mean, I really didn't trust him that he would really do it. There's that thing in the back of your mind, well, what if it doesn't work? I mean, I came to the point, realized the what if it doesn't work is not my fault. It's not, it's not my problem. The what if it doesn't work thing is not even something that I need to even be thinking about because that's God's end. My job is just to obey the Holy Ghost right? Now, you do have a part on, your, on your, your job to do, and that's to stay sensitive to the Holy Ghost, what he would have you do, how he'd have you go about it. I was praying for somebody once. I've told this story before, and, and obviously they had a need, and so I knew they had a need, and, and we were around them for several days, and you know, I'm not going to let this, uh, this is not going to stay. So I said, Lord, I'm going to go pray for them. So I went to go do it, and the Lord told me, no, I just got to check on the inside. Don't do it. Well, that didn't make any sense. And so maybe the time's not right right now. I'll, I'll check back after dinner. So after dinner, I'm, let's, we're going to get this thing done. And the Lord told me no. So I said, well, Lord, that didn't make any sense. Well, maybe tomorrow's a better day. So the next day, you know, I go to do it. And the Lord told me no. I got to check. Don't do it. Well, the final day, we're going to leave. And, and uh, I'm like, Lord, I am not leaving here until I pray for this person. And so I went to go do it. And once again, I got to check. Don't do it. How many of you know I probably could have woken up a whole lot sooner to this? I said, well, let me go ask the Lord what the problem is. And so I went off by myself. I should have done this day one. I didn't. It took me to the very end, but I finally woke up. So I went, got by myself, spent some time praying. I spent about 45 or so minutes praying. And the Lord gave me something specific to tell that person, something to say specifically. And so I did, told him that, prayed hands, you know, prayed for him, laid, laid hands on him. Power of God was right there. You know, they had a, a, a instantly felt the glory go into them, said it ran from their head down to their feet. They could feel it. And the thing that, they, that I said was something that they needed to hear. See, sometimes you, you need to stay sensitive. How does he want you to do it? How does he want you to go about it? But you still, gotta, you still have to be open to the possibility that, that he wants to use you and trust him that if you do it, that, that he'll be there to back you up. You can't go into it thinking that this isn't going to work. I'm just going to try this, but probably ain't going to work. That's not gonna, it's not going to help you, right? And we need to be convinced of these things ourselves. What is that? Just trust God. Just trust God. Just trust God. You know, this is not, I, I don't think we need as much um, uh, specific direction of the Holy Ghost of who to lay hands on as much as we need direction on how to do it. 
Because I, for me, this is the way it worked for me, walking through the mall, if I noticed that somebody had something, once I got used to listening to that and, and in the mode of, of thinking along the lines of, okay, I'm going to be used of God here, if I noticed it, I knew that there was power for them. Now I had to check how he wanted me to do it. I've had times if I didn't know any better, I mean, if he didn't give me something specific, I'd just go pray for him. But stay sensitive if you need to do something else. You know, one of the, one of the things I learned early on, I don't know if this is helping anybody. One of the things I learned early on was uh, 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 boldness is important. You know, I first started off trying to get people off to the side. You know, I don't, I don't want them to be embarrassed. The truth was, I didn't want to be embarrassed. Right? I don't want anybody to see me doing this at Lowe's. Nobody can, nobody can think, can relate to a thought like that, right? I don't want to be, you know, because if it doesn't happen, if it doesn't work, or even if it does, it'll just look weird. You're, you're over here on the floor, you know, praying for somebody, you know, and, and that might look a little strange. I pull them off to the side like, as if the Holy Ghost needs my help, right? To, to make it le- a little less awkward. Really, it was for my benefit. And so I learned the bolder I was about it, just throw caution to the wind, the better results I had. But sometimes the Lord would have me pull somebody aside for their benefit. He said times where I've had people, I remember one time I prayed for a lady in the middle of a, 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 a J.C. Penney's. People are walking by, there was nowhere to go. So I just, okay, we're going to pray right here, you know. And so we did. But I've had other times where I went, go to do that. I just got to check, no, nah, you know, go over by the socks. There's nobody over there right now, you know. And, and so just kind of, okay, let's go off to the side and pray for them. Follow, follow your heart. But what I'm saying is you have to trust God. We've got to be trusting. If we're going to be using these things, you've got to trust that whatever he tells us to do, that he's going to back us up. Well, we have a mandate here to do these things. We have a mandate. For, this is, these are signs that will follow believers. We'll cast out demons, right? We'll speak with new tongues. Well, if, if we take up serpents or drink anything deadly, it won't hurt us. We will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Amen. You know, put yourself in a position to be used by God. Put yourself in a position to be used by God. This will work for anybody. This will work for you. This will work at your job. You know, some people that you've been, you've been ministering to for years, they need to see something. They come in with a, with, a, with a cold, get your hands on them. And you can make it easy, you know, you mind if I pray for you? Most people won't turn, turn down you praying for them. And a lot of times I'll give them something a little bit to grab hold of. I'll say, you know what? The Bible says believers will lay hands on the sick. They'll recover. And I've, I've done this before. I've seen it done before. You know, just laid hands and we'll command the scene to go and it'll go. Just give them a little something to hold on to, right? A little bit of something to, to put their faith in, what God's going to do. And then just follow through and trust them to do what he said, right? And so we need to be trusting of him. We need to trust that God will, will do what he said like little kids. You know, one of the things that... Um, uh, if you have little children and you are uh, teaching them to, uh, to be a witness, they're bold witnesses. They're bold. Why? Because they just trust God. They'll just trust what you told them to do. They'll just trust that you tell them God will back them up. They're just bold to go do it. So we need to get some trust here, right? To develop some trust in the Lord, right? Well, what, what will I say? You know, the Lord says, go talk to this person. What do I do? What do I say? Well, Trust the Holy Ghost that he's going to give you the right words to say. Has the Lord had anybody go talk to someone and you had no clue what you were going to say when you got there? If that's you, raise your hand. Let me see it. He, had, he told you to go talk to somebody and you had no idea 
Kendra say no. I've had times where he's told me to talk to somebody, and I had no earthly idea what I was going to say to that person. Just had no, I didn't know what I was going to say, but they were on my heart and didn't need to go talk to this person. Well, you have to trust God. He's going to give you the words to say. I know these are things we know, but, but until you start putting it into practice, like speaking with other tongues, open your mouth and expect it to be there, right? If you'll open your mouth expecting it to be there and speak out whatever he gives you, well, that's how you learn to speak in other tongues. It's the same way you learn to do these things. We got to be like little children in these areas and just simply trust God. Don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. Keep it simple. Don't overthink it, right? Uh, go with me over to Ma- uh, Mark chapter 11, the scripture you know, Mark the 11th chapter. Praise God, Mark chapter 11. Is this all right tonight? You know, I want to encourage you to get bold about your faith. Get your hands on people. Get your hands on people. I mean, there is something about laying hands on people and commanding health into their body and then trusting the Holy Ghost to give you the, to, to know how to follow that up. I've had him t- times before tell me, lead me not to say anything beyond that other than just God loves you. I've had other times he lead me to go ahead and talk to the person about salvation. You know, you need to be sensitive. Sometimes you just need to do some planting. Sometimes you need to do some watering. And sometimes you need to actually reap that harvest. But you need to, be, you need to follow the Holy Ghost. Trust him, he's going to lead you the right way. And whatever he tells you to do, just do that. Is this something that's at all exciting to anybody or sound interesting? I mean, I challenge you this week, look for opportunities. Look for opportunities. And, and, but we say, well, you know, it's at work and I can't do these things. You know, we rationalize a lot of stuff. Now, you're at work, you're not, there, you're not being paid to lay hands on people. But during lunch, you can do whatever you want to do. Right? And there are even times that you have opportunities to do things that you, that you can still work it in. If you're believing God for opportunities, there will be opportunities. If this is something, if you, if you want to be used by God, I guarantee you this week you're going to have some opportunities. I, I'm just telling you, you will. You'll have opportunities. You won't have a week where, well, you know, I was looking for an opportunity. Just nothing ever came up. No, you'll say, you'll come back next week. You at least have one. You probably have multiple opportunities that came your way. Multiple times and you could have stepped out and been used by God. I'm telling you, they're there. If it's something that you want, God will use you. I said, if it's something that you want, God will use you. He's looking for people. I'm t- this is an area I believe the Lord wants us as a church to step up in. After 30 some odd years of good teaching around here, whether you've been here for the whole 34 or been here for three months, you're getting things. He wants these things to be used. It's not a textbook of theory. It's it's a textbook of application, right? It's something to be used out on the battlefield, right? I mean, this is this is your medical kit. This is your supply kit to use on the medical out on the battlefield. So get busy using that thing. Get busy putting these things into practice. It's exciting when she's when God starts using you. When you realize that your hands are anointed, I encourage you to do that. Talk about the fact that your hands are anointed. Well, that sounds, that sounds weird. That, I don't want to get puffed up in pride, brother. We've been hearing about pride here. That, no, the Word says when you lay hands on the sick, they're going to recover. That, and it says you also have an unction from the Holy One. So you are anointed and your hands are anointed as well. Get, you got to get to the place where you believe that yourself. Getting a hold of somebody is not the time to get yourself convinced or get into faith whether or not this will work, right? If you have something to give. You need to know you have something to give before. Right? 
And I'll say this too. One, time, one reason I think people have a hard time is because they have a hard time receiving in church. They have a hard time laying hands on people because they have a hard time sometimes receiving in church. I've noticed it's harder to get people healed in church than it is out on the street. I don't know. I'm just saying that's something I've noticed, for me at least. When we come to church, a lot of times we, when, when we, because we know a lot, we, 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 we immediately start analyzing where we've fallen short, right? Right? Or different problems, things that could be problems. Listen, let's keep it simple where you're concerned personally. Forget the past. If the word promises it, if you have something you have need of, just expect to have it right then. Don't overthink it. Don't, don't, create a, don't, don't make a mountain out of a molehill, right? Don't create something, some big issue. And I tell you, it'll help you too for yourself personally. Laying hands on other people will help you personally as well. Well, that's just a little, a little extra there for you. Receiving for yourself, if you're laying hands on others and seeing God do things, it'll help you personally receive. Right. Because when you get prayed for, well, what's, the, what's the reason? You know it's not on God's end. It's got to be on our end somewhere where we don't make a connection, right? Well, it helps you when you see God using you for others, then you just know it's his, it's his heart for you. Right? Well, praise God. That, that's, that's a help to us. Amen? Mark chapter 11, verse 22. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. Have the God kind of faith. Can we have the very faith that God has, absolutely, and if you're born again, you do. We have the God kind of faith. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes, that just means trust, believes, trusts, that those things which he, that the things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Whatever he says. Everybody say whatever. 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 There, there's no limitations here. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask, the King James says desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Now this is a lot about you, it's about you personally, but this is also in ministry in your life. Praying for people. See yourself as having a ministry. That'll help you. You, you, now, you may not be in the fivefold ministry, but you have a ministry. It's called the ministry of reconciliation. And your number one tool is signs, wonders, and miracles. Right? That, that's, the, that's the number one tool you have in your tool bag. Right? And you've got the Holy Ghost there to help you, to come alongside and help you. Amen? So let's, let's make sure we trust God. Stay in a place where we're trusting Him. Amen? Uh, the next one he says on this list, Amplified, it says, And I say to you, unless you repent, change, turn around, become like little children, trusting, lowly, loving, and forgiving. So the first one is trusting, and it's 756. It's, uh, we've gone for 45 minutes, and if I get into this, we'll, it's going to be a while. So let's just stop right there. Is that all right? Amen. Well, I think we've heard enough that tonight to challenge us. Challenge, to challenge us. You know, if you wake up every day and just say, Lord, give me an opportunity today and stay sensitive to the Holy Ghost, there'll be opportunities for you. And things will come up sometimes that will, that will, I, once I was at Disney, I was at Epcot and there was a guy in a wheelchair, an adult man, he was probably in his, in his, his 50s, you know, and his legs were shriveled up, you know, and he'd obviously been in this thing for a long time. And it was just all over me to pray for this guy, just all over me to pray for this guy. And you know what? I didn't do it. I just judged that one too big, and I just didn't do it. 
The only reason I tell you that is, listen, if you make a mistake, don't dwell there. Just say, next time, I'm not going to do that again. I'm, I'm going I'm to respond. If the Lord draws you to somebody or you, felt le- you feel led to do something, that's why it's important to maintain a spirit-filled life where you're hearing from him and you're seeing what he wants you to see. I mean, the people who are open, he will lead you to. So if you stay full of the Holy Ghost and keep yourself stirred up, he'll direct you to the right people. He'll direct you to the right ones. He'll lead you where you need to go. And if you'll do that, stay sensitive to the Holy Ghost and just, just throw caution to the wind to do these things. I tell you, God will use you. God will use you. That's not the best example of a guy in the wheelchair that I didn't pray for, but it did help me. You know, I, 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 at least I realized, you know, this is something. I just, I missed it here. I need to broaden my, what's possible when I pray for people. You know, because the Lord told me, I knew he wanted me to do it. I kept going back to where he was too. I walked off with the kids, and a few said, I came back. We found a reason to be back over here again. I'm, I'm trying to get myself psyched up to do this. And then, okay, kids, let's go play this game. We went and played this game. All right, let's go back. And, you know, we were at Disney Quest. And I must have, the guy probably wondered what in the world was wrong with me. I kept coming back and staring at him and walking off, you know. And uh, so it wasn't one of my finer moments. But anyway, um, you know. I tell you that because we've all been there, right? But when you, when you learn where, you, I, it, to me, it just helped me to learn that, you know, that, that was an area that I was lifting up that thing more than the name of Jesus, really. In my own perspective, that was bigger than what than God was. And so, you know, I just needed to work on that. Well, you know, God will, God will move you along if you'll do those things. He'll help you see stuff, right? And, and, and locate where you are and make those adjustments. Amen. I mean, we, we have a church of people here who know the word. Know the word. Know that, know that they're anointed by God. They, you, you guys know these things. I'm talking about a revival around here. I'm talking about revival around here. I mean, the teenagers in Azusa Street had competitions. Who could get the most people healed before service even started? There's a mindset there that we ought to have, right? I mean, they were, they were competing with one another. Who could lay hands on more people than most people before service even started? And get them healed. Well, that's just, that's out of order. Do you think the people who got healed thought it was out of order? Do you think God thought it was out of order? I'm sure he was like, all right, all right. I like what my kids are doing now. I like that. Yeah, yeah. That was the attitude that they had. There was just an expectancy to see God move and and a willingness to trust him to do anything. Let's develop that ourselves. Amen. If we'll get that and maintain it, and I tell you, you've got to maintain it. You've got to work to maintain that. If you back off at all, circumstances and the way things look will start speaking big to you. <laughs> You've got to maintain that. And, uh, but, you know, if we'll do that, God will back us up. Amen? Praise God. We'll, we'll stop right there. God's good. He's faithful to At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.